Welcome back for the first time. I'm Oren Moore and this is Two Poems Read and Heard. The theme today is rivers. May this move you in a good way. Our first poem today is titled The River and was written by Gregory Orr and included in his 2002 collection, The Caged Owl, New and Selected Poems. Orr was born in 1947 and is the author of 12 full-length books of poetry. He taught chiefly at the University of Virginia, has many exquisite poems to his name, and has made extensive and worthwhile contributions in the poetry realm. Check him out. The River. I felt both pleasure and a shiver as we undressed on the slippery bank and then plunged into the wild river. I waded in. She entered as a diver. Watching her pale flanks slice the dark, I felt both pleasure and a shiver. Was this a source of the lake we sought, giver of itself to that vast blue expanse? We'd learn by plunging into the wild river and letting the current take us wherever it willed. I had that yielding to think for how I felt both pleasure and a shiver. But what she felt and saw, I'll never know. Separate bodies take the same risk by plunging together into the wild river. Later, past the rapids, we paused to consider if chance or destiny had brought us here. Whether it was more than pleasure and a shiver we'd found by plunging into the wild river. In English, the word for river is river, as you well know. It's of Anglo-French origin. It's clearly a poetic word ending and starting in the same sound. The old English word was the two letters E and A together, Ia. It does not surprise how simple and primal this word is, Ia, of the type that kids first learn to say, Ia, as we have lived near and with rivers since we have been humans providing life, water, food, and way of transport. It is of the deepest primal connection. In this poem that, apart from the final four lines, consists of ABA rhyming tercet stanzas with a good bit of repetition and the non-rhyming lines mostly ending in K, the poet taps into our primal sense about rivers via an experiential and sensory journey down a cold and wild river. To have pleasure within a shiver seems odd, for when do we shiver and feel pleasure? Well, for Orr and others, it comes with a river skinny dip. It is this in-between, the cold and the pleasure, the wholesome but still somewhat dangerous act of floating in a river's rapids that animates the poem. Might this be a type of metaphor of life? Or is not answering questions or giving instructions in this poem. Instead, he seems to be letting us understand as we want to. There is though the feeling that it was more than pleasure and a shiver that they found by plunging into the wild river. What more? It's hard to say and I suppose it depends in that a river can be most anything. Floating in a wild river will answer it though, and summer is coming.
We too are rivers mostly made of water that flows and comes and goes. Like time and life, rivers flow only forward. There's the river of life, the river of dreams, the river of this and that and what it seems. My second poem today, titled, The River Most Anything, looks at rivers as metaphors. Unlike rivers, it's a short one. The River Most Anything. Most anything can be metaphor, be they sentences or a music score. Not always good or adding more, but it makes sense for you. The way the river quickens and rises in spring, from the snow melting, after the bitter winter, a spring that comes again and again. What rivers do you want to quicken and rise?